Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to the deep dive. Andy, you're doing a good frozen there. That was a good uh, impression. Um, the uh, the NFL Week 11 is upon us. Before we get into the card, <clears throat> clear the air a little bit here. I had a little bit of a baby meltdown on Sunday, which I'm uh, allowed to because this is our podcast. And no do you, do you think it was do. a meltdown? True, it was the meltdown. <laughs> the well, the yeah. the Chiefs. <laughs> The Chiefs Bills game was a meltdown. That, that was, was just yeah, 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 that yeah, was yeah, just yeah. this was just you being <laughs> upset. Right. Like that yeah, was a yeah. that was a if that blew was off a some 10, steam. Had to yeah, blow if that off was some a steam. ten last weekend was a it was fun. Okay. Uh either way, I have no one to blame but myself. Uh myself. Uh because uh I went into last week, fired away. I didn't even know who the fucking quarterbacks were going to be in like half the games. Uh, so shame on me for being Cavalier, particularly this time of the season where it is ever so hard to grind an edge. I never lose respect and sight of how very, very difficult it is to handicap this league. And particularly as you get past the point where we know what fair is, you know, fair is fair for all of these teams. And it becomes a much more challenging, uh, you know, job to sort of, you know, work out who's gonna, you know, peak, who's who's peaking, who's who's waning, who's who's waxing, who's waning, uh, who's on the come up, who's on the decline, who's overrated. You know, who's when is it time to sell a team? When is it time to buy? And I missed the pivot point on that basically everything last week because it was a big pivot week. Halfway through the season, of course, like some teams with their backs against the wall are gonna freaking be like, okay, here we go. We we got we got to make some hay this half. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure out a way. Um, and they kind of put their noses down and got it done. So credit to them. I'm looking kind of in the direction of the like the lakes of the Bucks and the Packers, I guess. Um, not so much in the direction of the Rams, who can stick a fork in it. Um, but ultimately, it was a, it was a big pivot week. Um, and I'm ready to kind of you know I've I've got a light card um, this week. I've spent almost most of my time handicapping this week. I've actually been coming up with numbers for the World Cup, <laughs> so that uh, kind of tells you where my head is at. Um, if you want to uh, uh, get right into it, then Thursday night football is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, Titans games have been you know, more fun than you would expect. At least they've been more competitive. There's more wrinkles. It's a weird team. Um, And they have a strength, which is uh, their rushing attack. Uh, Their scheme is good. Their running back is all pro. And uh, he's going up against a Green Bay team that can be run on. Uh, So on paper, this looks like a decent opportunity for the Titans to put a little pressure on the Packers. Packers with a newfound passing attack on the back of Christian Watson. Is that reliable? Uh, It it hmm. looked, the way he looked, it does look repeatable. It wasn't fluky. Chris Brout's separation, Rodgers looked engaged in the second half. That's the most important part. I mean, how many times have we talked about Rodgers? Just like, man, he doesn't look like he gives a shit at all. He he said the right things. He looks engaged. And yeah, the, the Watson stuff feels sort of repeatable. And this is a defense who's been seriously banged up in the back end. The secondary is it's still carrying injuries. And and right now that the news has been not great so far for the injury reports for the, the secondary pieces here. Um, I don't know. It's 
it's a secondary that's been able to kind of stymie some top offenses. If you go back and look at what they did with Kansas City a couple weeks ago, I'm not expecting Green Bay to just blow them off the field. But if if we get what we got uh, in the second half last week, it's a, it's still a very smart quarterback who can play well out of structure. And if he has some receivers he trusts, it just seems to work. I'm not saying Green Bay is going to turn things around and relax and, hey, let's run the table and this is a playoff team. But I expect I expect a better effort than we've seen. And it is a, it is a home game. That said, it's a shitty run defense for Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a, a – a, I don't want to say it was a bad week for Derrick Henry because they got a win. It's never a bad week when you got a win. But you essentially went from playing a top one – defense to getting to go play Green Bay. Like and Green Bay isn't a bottom five defense, but for the as far as the run game goes, they're getting close. They're definitely bottom 10 for run rush defenses right now for me. So I'm I played an over and I hate playing an over on a short week. Mm-hmm. Like, Truly. And the, maybe and maybe something that's helping me out is the fact that I, I trust both of these coaches. Coaches that know each other pretty well, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to give a ton of credit to Lafleur, Grant, because of this season, and maybe you know the the last few seasons were just, hey, I have Rodgers and Devonta. I guess we're going to win twelve games. That's how life goes. But uh, I'll give him some credit, and I I think Frable's a very good coach. He's he's fought through. They've had not just like you know how every team has, even the best teams have these weaknesses. He's had a massive cluster injury at at secondary, like three out of the last four years. They had basically no wide receivers this whole year. He's had to work with, I I don't know if Tannehill's ever been classified as like a top quarterback. Like what, what Vrabel's done with this team for like the last five years. And they've had some one seeds. They've had playoff wins. They've had some runs. Like he's an overachiever. Like Vrabel should get more love, I think. So I do respect uh, both of these coaches. And also, it's not – the game plan shouldn't be complicated. You have Aaron Rodgers. You have <laughs> Tractor Cito. Go do what you can. And, yeah, it, it should just be – the game plan is the, the game plan we've been running out for the last 10 weeks, guys. So, yeah. Yeah. short week scares me a little, but I am going to play this. I am and did play this over 41. Okay. And yeah, uh, it's it's yeah. Neut- neutral pace, not great. I'm uh I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need a, a couple of rippers from Derrick Henry. I expect it to be a lot better than last week. Yeah, uh, low total though, and like you said, Tennessee matches up well in terms of getting something going on the ground. Green Bay going up against a Tennessee secondary that's missing some pieces, and in general, a front line that doesn't have. Uh, a lot going on right now because of because uh, of some some missing pieces uh, and and or just some injuries. Even though at full strength, God, are they good defensively? Um, yeah, I'm 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 completely you know completely fine with that. I have I'm suspending myself from betting totals just because of how completely wrong I was last week. So I didn't bet any this week. I just bet three sides. But uh, I will support you in that. And if we have a lower scoring first half, I will uh, I'll I'll, I'll, I'll give you the confidence you need at halftime that to double down. I do love a good double down. It's been a while for that. Yeah. I, I as people see this, I can't figure out why I look like freaking um, 
like I just registered for the 2024 <laughs> presidential election. I am orange as fuck. I think it's my sweatshirt is reflecting it. on your yeah, face. I don't now. know. I guess I'm just going to be super tan today. But um, regardless, I don't have a ton else to say on that. You know, a few injuries to watch. But um, like I said, the the injury report for me, at least, was heartening as far as some of the defensive pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, the end uh, coverage piece. Uh, it doesn't yep. look good for some of the defensive pieces that were yep. kind of question marks for Tennessee. The, the more injuries to the Tennessee defense, the better. Yeah, and really, they, this this becomes a big, a good bet, a really good bet if Simmons misses. Jeffrey Simmons questionable right now with an ankle. He hasn't been the same since that injury. Uh, Devondre Campbell off of the Packers matters. He's kind of their key tackling piece, so that run defense is going to be even softer. Uh, they just put uh, Caleb Far- Farley on Farley. IR. Yeah, Farley on yeah. IR. Look at this, look, out. So look at this, yeah. Drew. When I, when I, bring my, out. I bring my yeah. arms up like this, more white normal. in the frame. I'm white. It's normal. It's the blue, uh, whoa, man. Freaking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory bullshit turning orange. Violet. Oompa Loompa. Oompa Loompa. Violet, Violet. Um, you're full on Oompa Loompa color right now. Um, all right. Well, I, I like that look. Let's keep moving, though, to Sunday's you know, games. We, we, we need to come up with like an Oompa Loompa song for every bad bet we make next week. <laughs> What do you get when you bet on the pack? <laughs> You're cheesy orange, cheesy yes. uh, you are you are a very Wisconsin cheddar. <laughs> it, yeah, is, it is a very Wisconsin cheddar. You're right. Uh, first game in the rotation Sounds for good. Sunday in the early slot. We have a 13-point spread. Have we not learned anything? Uh, are there two teams that are 13 points apart right now in the NFL? Tough to say. I'm, I'm, Panthers. I'm tempted to just not even like handicap this game and say I'm putting a half stake on the Panthers. Just because, yeah, just because it's been so chaotic. Um, yeah, PJ Walker has been uh, replaced by Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield not in the chat tonight because he is apparently preparing for his start to try to revitalize his career, much like Matt Ryan did last week. Uh, although, that challenge against the Baltimore team, much, 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 much tougher ask than going it's up against probably, the Raiders. Honestly, and that's probably what's kept me from just blindly betting into this. This is too many points. And also, they're not the worst team in the league. No. They're probably the third worst in my power rankings. I'm guessing I have Texans and Raiders right there. Yeah. Um, no, just, no, so, no pushback for me. So, you know, let's, let's say all things being equal, they're one of the worst teams in the league. Uh, I, I don't. Think the Rams are in the conversation among the Ram, Ram, The Rams, especially without Stafford, and we'll get to no that Stafford, no no Stafford, and no Cup. And the the and the thing here too is like, at first I said, well, I don't really want to bet on Baker Mayfield, but it's the Baker Mayfield cycle where he, you know, he oh the media's doubted me, and he has like that one good game, and then he gets cocky, and then he throws like six interceptions next week. And then he gets hurt, and then he gets benched. So, yeah, this, I'm talking this, myself into playing the Panthers. God damn it! Maybe I I'll know. just play them in contest. Uh, so, so here's the I, idea. I think I think it's just gonna be like a half stake at plus thirteen because yeah. I have to. So here's the thing: Baker is familiar with the Ravens' defense. Yes, that's there's the familiarity. Um, Panthers' defense quietly good. Uh, so they certainly Panthers' defense can certainly wipe. Uh, uh, you know, wide receiver one off the map. No Mark Andrews, likely. Uh, they go, they come off by. He's not practicing, so that makes me think Mark Andrews isn't going. Um, 
this should be a 10-point game. I'm going to play Ravens. Fuck, man. I mean, I play Panthers. Panthers plus 13. I'm going to yeah. play this. God damn. Yeah, I was going to try lighten it up this week, but here we are. I've been circling circling around this for like two days now. And I'm like, <sighs> I, I was just secretly hoping to wake up one day and the market took a shitload and it's down to like 10 and a half. And I'm like, and all like, right. Well, now I can't all play right, it. Now, I just stay no. away from it now. Yeah. Yeah, well, it does. I, this is like Scrubs color, isn't it? Something so, about your uh, green screen setting has got you got you, got you bad. Um, all right, let's. Uh, no, I, I I agree with that. Let's play a little Panthers. Okay. okay. Baker right, Mayfield. Whoop to you! I get to cheer for Baker Mayfield on Sunday. Give me a great day. Uh, Cleveland. So, so uh, but, I almost well, want no, this bet. Yeah. I almost want the Ravens to win by forty now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll be funny. Say, you're gonna that'll say horrible things about <laughs> Baker. Mayfield. He'll or he'll have earned it, so it'll be that'll be worthy. Um, Cleveland at Buffalo. Nothing interesting to say about this game, so <laughs> we can just <laughs> move right along. Uh, Browns bounce back against the Bills. Bills bounce back against the Browns. What do we expect here, Andy? I don't understand what the bleep is going on with this weather report. You talk to either. one person. You talk to one person. Snowmageddon, and so th- there's. There's two things that can happen with a big snowfall. It, it can snow. You can get five feet of snow on Saturday. They will yeah. absolutely, if it if it's not snowing on Sunday, there will not be a flake on that field. They will clear it. They have the ability to clear all that snow out of there. They'll push it right off that field. <laughs> there may be six feet in the stands, which will make it yeah, interesting. It'll, it'll That'll be, be a fun scene. <laughs> but, but... If it's not snowing during the game, it's not going to matter the, how much snow we got on Saturday. But if it is, if it is this lake effect massive blizzard during the game on Sunday, we get like we had with the. I mean, it, how long ago this was? Finitary was the kicker for Indianapolis. Like that was, you know, that was that long ago. We had that. Uh, that was that awesome. snow game, which was awesome. <laughs> I so that was I, Sean the Shady McCoy game. I feel yeah, I feel the Shady McCoy game absolutely. I feel like between the Buffalo. Bulls and the Buffalo Bills. At least one of those games is going to get me an awesome snow game. But these, the all the time, these big storms like this, it's just like when you track a hurricane. We're like, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's going to snow three feet. We've done this with hurricanes where it's like, oh, it's going to make landfall, and this this college football game is going to be, uh, you know, moved or whatever. These these weather patterns, they move all the time. It's Wednesday, guys. Chill out, but don't also maybe don't bet this. Wilkman. Percent was the Kobe Colt in that game. Holy shit. Wow. Kobe Brissett is the bringer wow. of snow. Don't send Kobe Brissett to Buffalo. Oh my God. That is cool. Um good good freaking call. Welcome. That is a hell of a callback, Wilkman. Yeah. But yeah, so so mm. I, I've seen this total dropping, and I'm I am sitting here waiting to smash the button on this over. Because the, I mean, the the Bills could play anybody. There's not a game where the Bills yeah. should be in it. The Bills should not be in any games that are totaled under 45. Yeah. So if if, yeah, if it is not true. super windy, as evidenced we by have, last week, yeah. If if we don't have 300 feet of snow on the ground, like I'm I'm ready to hammer this over. I just I'm going to wait until I can actually get some confirmation <clears> that it's not going to be and. I don't what Sam Lipscomb in the chat is here. What's the bottom for this total? I, I think it's 40. I think, yeah, I, 
I don't think he gets much lower than that. I, I agree with like 40, 40 and a half, somewhere like that. Mm. Patrick brings a great point. This is great. Just great contributions from the chat today. Uh, there are certain books where you can play an over if you are trying to be the resistance. Uh, and if they move it into a dome, you are not uh, impacted. It would be funny also if Buffalo played at Detroit Carrier in a row. If Buffalo got, if they move it to Detroit and uh, Buffalo plays at Detroit and then turns around Thanksgiving Day and plays at Detroit, that would be a first where you have a team on the road at the same venue for twice in four days or whatever. <laughs> but <laughs> that's another weird, weird just uh, so, random. So the, random and that's nugget. the thing, Syr- Syracuse plays in Boston this weekend, so the carrier dome oh, is okay. wide open. They could like, do it too. Well, I, I, yeah, I, it must be about I, I, it must think, be about safety of fans getting to the I, game. I think they tend to they tend to just use pro stadiums, like when the Metrodome collapsed with the snow, they moved that to Detroit, I believe. Although when when the Vikings were moving and they didn't have the U.S. Bank Stadium quite done yet, they did play at the Gopher Stadium for like a year or maybe a year and a half there. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I would just move it to the Carrier Dome. Like that's a great arena. Sure. Um, um, I, I so I said that Syracuse is playing football on the road but i forgot college basketball is going as well so oh, yeah. that's that's also a basketball i'd have to check on that too i'm not sure what's gonna happen either way if you are in upstate new york we love you be safe don't drive if you don't have to uh, yeah. <laughs> it's and going drew, to be it's going to be wild and drew drew is you know drew's a southern cali chill vibes trip over your surfboard kind of dude but he yeah, has right. lived in the dmv he's lived in the boston area that's right he understands snow and we we here in Minnesota had our first real snowfall, and it is anyone who lives in the north remembers the north remembers, guys. Um, nobody remembers how to drive on like, that first like, day. Hey, yeah. hey, guess what? Leave a little earlier, and your braking distance just doubled. Like people sliding through intersections, like they haven't lived here for all their life. It's something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I get why the market, you know, the market, the side and total here are correlated. People think there's fewer points going to be scored overall. So the Bills shouldn't be as big a favorite. Browns uh, are, you know, they have a pretty solid running attack. And that presumably would be fine, even if there are 20 mile an hour winds and snow is falling. And But the footing is still a huge question mark. I, I'm just, I, I'm not interested in really getting involved with this game. I just hope the Bills bounce back and, in a way that and I, I would love to just watch this game for enjoyment's sake uh as we were talking to our producer dan like it would be just fun to watch a bills game and not be like sweating it you know not freaking out and just be like oh this is great guys running around in the snow fun um so pass for me but i like anyone who's going to be an opportunist and trying to to, to be the resistance there on that on that total moving on to another one that i stared long and hard at and ultimately passed God, I looked at this one for so fucking long. It's moved. Eagles are at the Colts. <clears throat> Eagles have an Achilles heel that we talked about on the halftime show with the Washington Commanders. Um, commanders, by the way, fucking oh, you guys. <laughs> that was incredible. What a second half money line cover. Thank you, Commanders. So, um, you know, obviously... Like, I'm going to put some respect on that name. I put, yeah. I put more on the plus seven and a half, but finally, uh, Drew, <laughs> just not shutting up about it, convinced me, like, all right, if we've talked about it this much, like, and the fact that somebody was hammering it, they had a bad day. What, how, much, how much do you think you have to bet on a second half money line that you can bet to win ten thousand for it to blink that hard where it goes from minus you know four fifty to minus five sixty was do you think somebody was playing the full 
you know, 45,000 to win 10,000, like multiple clicks. I, I can't At least imagine. I don't, it doesn't move if, for any other reason. Yeah, so they don't somebody, move that market on opinion. They only yeah, so, move that market on volume, I think. Somebody, yeah, so, so somebody was clicking hard on Eagles money line. Oh, so yeah. uh, RIP, I feel bad because they, <laughs> yeah, they deserve bag. better. Yeah, body um, bag. Yeah, when, when they saw that that pass being thrown backwards. Oh God! I mean, you, full, well, even when that when that when the kneel down didn't take it to zeros, you're like, oh, oh shit, no. oh, no. <laughs> oh shit! Uh, yeah, don't fair catch this punt. Just try to run it. Did you know, like, oh, oh shit, he fair caught. I, it. My cackling, yeah. my cackling <laughs> had to have woken up some children in the house. Yeah, I was okay. laughing so hard when he ran that in because I knew what the score was. I knew like, all right, well, the seven and a half is a lock. Mm-hmm. But we lost the money line. That sucks. But my God, I was dying. Yeah, I was yeah. Dying yeah incredible. I've um, never been on the right side of one of those. No, never, not ever. Uh, always on the wrong side. Anyway, the Eagles now have to bounce back at the Colts, <clears throat> and I was kind of floating this idea with some of our friends, and I want your take now too. Um, I am cautiously pessimistic that the top has come and gone for the Eagles. And that is just to say that this team still very much in control of their own destiny. If they, you know, if they, if they fix their, if they fix their woes, if they um, get, you know, get healthy, which is obviously a problem this week, they're missing some key pieces. Um, You know, if they, if they get right, this is still a team that controls their destiny for the one seed and a one seed. Yeah. Go ahead. ahead. Um, The New York giants control their own destiny for the one seed as well. Yeah, it's amazing. The, the New York Giants, whose win total had to be like, I could go check six and a half, maybe a seven. Five and a half, but up to six, I feel like. Yeah, I, I was going to say, it was like, low. I th- I it, was, it was some, the bottom two, I think. I thought there was some steam coming up um, in the market over the summer. It got up to like six and a half. Yeah. But the fact that they were one of the, <laughs> you know, projected to be the bottom five, six teams. So it got yeah. up to seven, says half here. Um, the fact that they are now. Okay. Because they play the Eagles twice, they yeah. have a hundred percent. If they win, if they win out, they are the one seed, which is just fucking buck wild, guys. I love those coaches; like they they deserve all the praise in the world. But yeah, the Eagles too. I back to your original point. Like we were we were lamenting the fact that we didn't get um, plus ten and a half on the on the Washington Commandos there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty game. We said, like, man, this was the peak. This was the 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 sell spot for the Eagles. But I don't know. Like, well, there was con- the, there was concern that uh, this that the that the setting was going to be a little bit rough for old Taylor Heineke on the road at the link in a primetime game. Like, not not a great vibe in general. But uh, mm-hmm. he he played great. Um, the Eagles, and honestly, like. It is, I completely, if you are holding on to your Eagles, um, you know, your position on that team with two hands and you're like, no, that was a fluky game. It took three, four fumbles. It was. It took three fumbles and a pick and a, you know, a missed face mask, uh, a, a bullshit uh, uh, roughing the passer for them to beat us. Uh, this is still a really good team. I will. You're correct. That was yep. a fluky loss. <laughs> that is 100% true. The problem is sometimes fluky losses don't help you. A fluky loss is a loss, right? 
There's no yeah, sitting when down they, and when they add them up yeah. at the end of the year, they will still count those. As they will count those as losses. And even worse, it doesn't really force you to fix things, right? Like you don't do any self-reflection after a game like that, and or, or like nobody gets fingers right. pointed. It's literally as, like, as well, a, it was, yeah, yeah. It was all those were all externalities. A, yeah. As a coach, you can't come in and say like, "Hey guys, we just got hosed by variants. We're a great team. <laughs> Let's not fix it." So, but but everybody is thinking it. Like, yes. Even right. in the, in the facility, they're like, right. "All right, like we got." fucked by this face mask fumble we had a bad luck on a i mean we beat their ass over the top on a long play that turned into yeah. a turnover like we, we yeah. should have won this game they're all thinking it and you're right yeah. it, it turns into a what what do we really have to fix well, let's just not fumble yeah yeah right exactly like let's, let's go back to not fumbling that was working for us um but in reality there are they need to grow like a good a team that succeeds in the nfl that is like that is in the the archetype of a Eagles has to have an arc. You got to have an arc. You got to be better in week seventeen than you were week one, or week two. Like you can't have had your best performances be at the beginning of the season and expect to get anything at, you know positive going in the playoffs. It doesn't work like that. Uh, it's countless examples. Um, wire to wire just isn't a thing for teams like that. You got to improve as the season goes on. And specifically, they have to improve on the run defense. And I bring that up because they are about to face a schedule of rushing attacks that not only do these teams all want plan A to be run, um, but they are kind of good at it. And the Eagles, if they don't fix this, are going to be in a lot of these kind of coin flippy type of games that are decided at the end by variance. <laughs> and if they lose a couple of those and are all of a sudden are not at the top of even the NFC East, it is going to feel like uh, it's going to feel bad, right? Like, you know, if this is an eight and three team and you're looking up at the Giants and the Cowboys and you're just like, what the fuck? Like, how did this happen? We were eight. No, we were in our, you know, we were in we were cruise control. Like it's, it's the vibe is the, just the, just the energy is not going to be great. Now they could bounce back from that. They could fix things. They could still get the one seat. I'm not saying that this is an over, over, over. I'm just saying the two things that happened on Monday, number one, the way that they lost. And then number two, some of the injuries they sustained, I think are, you know, their potential, you know, kind of problems that don't get fixed in a, in a, in a quick expedient way. And this coaching staff is going to be tested. Um, defensive coordinator, especially, uh, not seen enough out of that guy. Uh, he needs to kind of specifically look at what he has in terms of the pieces he's working with and figure out how not to be a team that just gets embarrassed on the ground week in, week out. Cause their EPA per play, their success rate on the ground, like you can point to some certain statistics and you don't look that bad, but when you look bad in the ones that matter, that's a problem. And if you're not trying to directly acknowledge that, you know, directly fix that, then, you know, and you face teams like with, you know, Saquon Barkley and Jonathan Taylor, like you're in trouble. Um, so I think that's kind of my temperature on this Eagles team. I kind of want to sell still until they show and prove it that they got it fixed. I didn't bet the Colts this week because fuck those guys. Um, I still like there was a lot of weirdness and uncertainty heading into that Raiders game and Jeff Saturday proved that he can make the correct decision and get, you know, kind of be a, be a bigger force in terms of this will get us a win more so than the owner. That's a good thing. I think in the medium and long term for the Colts as an organization, if you have a figure that Ursay will just sit down and listen to instead of tell them what to do, then good. Um, but still like 
I don't entirely believe that this offensive line is totally fixed and that they're just going to push around the Eagles D line and get all those same wins one V one. I don't know that Matt Ryan has another one of those performances in him. So no, I mean, I just talked about, I just talked about, we're in a point where I believe the Raiders might be worse than the, you know, Carolina Panthers right now. Just because they have more talent on their roster they likely have a better, they have a better quarterback. They have a better wide receiver one. They have a better, I don't know, Burns is up there, but they, they just, the, the coaching, the game plan and the execution are so poor that the Raiders are legitimately a bottom two team right now. And the Eagles certainly are not, this is a much bigger test, even though it is at home. And yeah, I, I don't know if like you, you just, you're off that dead cat bounce that they got with the, uh, with the new coach, somebody in the chat says they're all out of fired coach juice. Like it's just, you know, that they do run out. So. That's funny. Um, I mean, maybe, but at the same time, the Colts are also getting healthy. Like if Jonathan Taylor is hundred percent and the offensive line is blocking yeah. well, then they're going to gain ground. They're going to be successful against this Eagles defense. If as currently constituted, it's currently rostered Eagles without uh, Dallas Goddard is a problem. Eagles with an AJ Brown that's banged up as a problem. Eagles just in general with, uh, uh, you know, just haven't not showing us much growth in the last handful of weeks, a little bit of stagnation. Uh, don't want to turn into, uh, you know, a, a malingering problem. So um, Colts are live, but I'd passed. This is just kind of continue to monitor the situation. Um, if the Eagles don't get this fixed, there are plenty of opportunities to bet against them in the coming weeks. I can tell you that just looking at their schedule. And this is so funny because, because when, you know, when we looked at, when we broke down the Eagles preseason, it was a lot of, God, they face no quarterbacks, like none, no quarterbacks. This team is, how did they get this lucky? And they have faced none so far, and they don't face any coming up really. But if they face a gauntlet of good running backs and they can't get off the field, then that's a very different story. If they're losing time of possession, 40 to 20 every week, that's a different story. So, yeah. <laughs> Maxim bet. I think they might grade RIP that. Maxim bet. RIP. Yeah. Weird that Fubu and Maxim hardly able. hardly knew ye. <laughs> yeah. 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 Also, I know we have a couple listeners from Maryland. Just worth mentioning. Congrats. Oh yeah. Not a, not a super firm date, but sports betting should go legal next week, and you guys have ten operators right off the bat. It looks like so. Also, if you think uh, for our friends in DC and Virginia too, really? Yeah, I don't know. And and we were having, I have a question to anybody who lives in Baltimore. And if you're listening to this podcast later on, you're not in the live chat, by all means, DM me or hit me on Twitter or whatever, answer in the YouTube. We were talking about, you know, like, uh, you know, we'll do some promotions and stuff around these at Bet Spurts. And I'm like, man, it sucks. Like Baltimore, you know, they have the Ravens. We have the University of Maryland. We don't really have like a lot of pro teams to do promos around. I'm like, do, do most people in Baltimore or Maryland in general, do they cheer for like the Wizards and Capitals? Is that a thing? Like, if you're a hockey fan and you lived in Maryland, this is for and Drew, I guess. Band, bandwagon, classic yeah. bandwagon fans there. If they're yeah. good, yeah, 100%. So, yeah. yeah, like, I guess if the Wizards and Caps are having a good season, then they have a big fan base. I yeah, just, of course. I just didn't understand kind of the dynamic about that. Like, Mar- obviously, University of Maryland gets a lot of support. Fans show yeah. up and throw batteries at the opposing uh, team's families. Copy <clears throat> State. Um, uh, Maryland Delaware, basketball, of course. Maryland football Del- gets no support. Delaware Eastern Shore. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it, 
maybe depends what part of Maryland. It, for a small state, it is kind of spread out and mixed between other metropolitan areas. Yeah, but when they when the team's winning, they they want they want a successful professional franchise to cheer for. They are very 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 supportive when things are going well, and they they don't really have a lot of options in terms of holding the bad owners accountable. So they tend to, uh, uh, yeah just not give them their money when they suck, which is the right thing to do if you're a fan base. And you don't obviously, have obviously, they don't cheer, cheer for the Washington team in professional football because they have Baltimore. And as as to, to put a ball on this, I'm not betting this game. I think this number is fine. Well, technically, Raul John is in Maryland. I don't know if you yeah, knew that. That. That, is, that is the funniest part about this is Washington because it's one big mess down there between the District of Columbia, Virginia, Maryland, all that. But yeah, Washington, the game is not in Washington. This will be in Houston, the Houston Texans will play host to the five and five commanders. And this is another spot where I, uh, I'm fine selling a little on the commanders here. Okay. I don't like when good or when bad teams, when and I do, and I do consider <laughs> the commanders a bad team still mm-hmm. are laying points on the road and it's, and it's over where I think it should be. If this were two and a half, I'd say, hey, that's a good number. That's fine. Like that's that's yeah, it's it's the Texans. They've been bad. But the Texans have shown some life in the run game, and now they have a couple receivers that have been, you know, forced to play. And yeah, I took some Texans plus three and a half, just kind of a numbers grab. I don't know that this stays at three and a half through the rest of the week. I think this might end up down at three, and maybe maybe I'm have a bad read on this market. I'm wrong, but I I can't uh, I can't justify the commanders being a three and a half point favorite over basically anyone right now on the road, especially coming off of a big win and a short mm-hmm. week. I think that the commanders offense looked a lot better against the Eagles than they actually are that. Uh, so in general, this is going to be a tight game. I don't think commanders go and run away. Taylor Heineke deserves credit. Yes. He performed well. He's take he's he's done well taking over. Although we did kind of know he was going to ultimately he's going to throw one pick. You just want to make sure it's not a bad one. It ended up being an arm punt more than a take points off the board pick, which was good, or put points on the board for the team pick, which is good. Um, but he's a loose cannon. Um, Texans wouldn't shock the world if they got a win here. Um, but boy, oh boy, is that offense f- fucked. Um, Nothing about what they're doing uh, as far as building a future there offensively makes sense to me. Um, Damian Pierce is a nice player, I guess. Uh, Davis Mills is not the guy. Uh, has, hasn't gotten any support from the, you know, the supporting cast, uh, really. Um, so not going to go to war with this one. But uh, um, so I can't talk you into Commander 60 to 1 to win the NFC East. <laughs> is that all that's all that's all they're offering yeah My, that's all that's, they're that, offering. that's embarrassing at this point and yes uh, it was another case too so these are two teams who suffered at the hands of variance and suffered is the wrong word they, they were they were dealt certain hands of variance because we, we just was, talked yeah. about when we talked about the Eagles just previously, it's the same thing with Washington. They were the beneficiary of some some really timely fumbles, and yeah. it worked out for them. They ended up getting the win. You know, obviously, 
the scoreboard doesn't truly reflect the score because the last score being a, a you know a whoopsie daisy kind of thing. So I mean, if you if you run that second half back a bunch of times, I think the Eagles winning by one happens a happens lot. A lot of times, yes. uh, the Washington does not win that game. Yeah. The offense wasn't horrid, but they like you said they got some easy they got some breaks, and you know sometimes these breaks it's like well you did a good job punching the ball out. Yeah, that's you know that's something you did. It wasn't just straight up variance. You still have to recover it. And on the other hand, the Texans, some of it was just all right. You, you did this to yourself. It's not all variance, but the fact that some of those turnovers were, you know, in spots where it, it, things could have turned out a little better. You know, like they were they were moving the ball okay at certain times. We saw some some decent play. Like Davis Mills had 300 yards against mm-hmm. this New York Giants defense. We saw a little bit out of this receiving core. And it wasn't just, it was, I guess, the leading. Do you know who the leading receiver for the Texans was? 319 yards. You have to have somebody with quite a few yards. Was it not Nico Collins? It was not Nico Collins, nor was it Brandon <laughs> Cooks. In fact, there were two receivers that had more yardage than Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks. Really? Yeah. The I'm one I, I can't no, name one, any the ones. one I don't even know, like Jordan Atkins, I know. Yeah. Chris Chris Moore, wow. Cincinnati Cincinnati product from okay. a few years ago. I'm not super familiar with his work. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know I don't I don't own the Chris Moore box set, but yeah, um, the the fact that they got they got um, production out of essentially four different receivers had had you know. Brandon Cooks was the least productive. The fact that you got more production out of three other guys and Brandon Cooks is coming back into the game, presumably healthy. I know I'm pulling to my camera corner. <laughs> <laughs> I did that with my feet. So I think the combination. We're all of, impressed. <laughs> yeah. Pierce, Pierce is very good. Pierce is a rookie of the year candidate. Absolutely deserves to be mentioned in the same breath as Walker. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to get any production, from this uh, receiving core, it's not a horrible offense, and they're at home, so I'm uh, I'm fine taking this team in a few spots as an underdog because I yeah. think they have a squirrely enough offense to put up the points. Okay. To shitty teams. Okay, and that's I'm where gonna, I'm at. I'm gonna keep my head. I'm gonna keep keep an eye yeah. on that market. I, I, your case is fair. Uh, Casey Brown's case is even more important, though. How was this not the shower fart game of the week? Um, funny uh, backstory about shower fart game of the week. Um, this started with uh, Bears Texans, I believe, and maybe week three. Uh, and uh, and when Andy coined it the shower fart game of the week, uh, we had an inside joke. I was like, we should just make it the Bears game every week and not say anything and just pretend like that that was it. Bears games are must watch. <laughs> they are must watch. That is the state of the NFL right now. I am not missing a Bears game. <laughs> and uh, yeah, week three, that was the joke was good luck watching this team. Um, all right, let's keep moving to the Jets, New England Patriots. Um, high leverage game all of a sudden. Uh, I had a conversation yeah. this morning talking about the win probabilities in the AFC East, and I looked at my numbers, and I'm off market. I do not think the Bills are even still currently correctly rated. They are too over, uh, you know, too 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 much um, 
uh, likelihood built into the current number for the Bills to win the NFC East because all three other teams are alive. Now, after this game, that may not be the case. Currently, the leading, the most wins in the AFC East is your New York Jets. They are 2-1. Uh, Patriots undefeated in the... Oh, no, they lost to the Miami Dolphins. They're 1-1. Yeah. Um, but it, this is still relatively wide open in terms of... Um, you know, who wins this division? Buffalo Bills are last, right? 0-2. They haven't beaten anyone. Uh, they still have two games against the Patriots. But this is going to be a huge win, you know, swing in terms of any kind of hope to win uh, what is all of a sudden a wide-open AFC East. And um, I think given the way that the Patriots won last time without even really playing a very good game. This is Patriots or pass. Uh, I elected to pass because everybody and their mother and every piece of data you can glean from the entire World Wide Web tells you that Mac Jones sinks this year and that there may not be a buy low point on him because within this offensive system, it's just not not working. Uh, New England is down to minus three. So there's been a, somebody some appetite here for the Jets in the hook. Uh, total is down to 38. Ooh, yikes, that's low. Um, second time these two teams have played, you know, prepared game plans to face each other in a matter of just three weeks. Uh, and again, both teams rested. If I had to make a play again on this one, I guess I'm taking the over. Maybe I'm interested in a Patriots team total over. Oh, God, I can't actually talk myself into anything in this game. So pass for me. What are you thinking? Yeah, there has been a little bit of an appetite for the the Jets at three and a half, which I guess makes sense. A tight divisional game, and the Patriots haven't been, I don't know, garnering a lot of confidence from people. Mac Jones is not good, but uh, at the same time, no matter what you do, you're betting on a bad quarterback here. And the Jets, it hasn't been the same without Brees Hall, although they do have some – they probably have the better receiving core at this point. They have a couple of nice pieces on defense. I get the love, but yeah, I'm, I'm on market here. It feels like this is just a – you know, this game ends up really close to this total. Like if, yeah. if, this, ends up, if this ends up like 19 to 16, it's like, well, yep, that makes sense. Or 2017, that's a – uh, every game ends 20 to 17 now. That's just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm very on market here and I have no, I have no appetite to bet. Um, Mac Jones is a favorite in a divisional game right now. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Um, it is at new England. Zach Wilson has stunk. Um, this is really just two very disappointing sophomore seasons here from these two quarterbacks. Um, more weapons around the jets. More rookies playing better, I guess, but the Patriots have the coaching advantage. They have the more experienced defenders, vets. So easy. Yeah, pass. kind of, kind of lost in the uh, sauce, if you will, which is funny because he plays for the Jets. Is you know, uh, Dable getting all the love in New York, but I think Salah is a very good coach. What he was able to do with a pretty shitty roster, truthfully, like, and yes, they got a lot out of some rookies right away. Um, kudos to him too. Like he's getting absolutely no mention in Coach of the Year because it's it's a really stacked field. Like how do you not, you know, that you can't discount Sirianni, Kevin O'Connell, Dable, even you know to a certain point the Pete Carroll love that was you know a train for a couple weeks and Sala Sala's like fifth or sixth choice and that's it's not unfair. No, uh, yeah. 
I don't think I, I don't think it, I don't think it lasts. No, uh, and, and again, it is the weird spot where New England does the thing where they take their bye and then play a team off the bye. Didn't work out for them last year. They lost to they lost Colts. to Colts. But uh, it's yeah. been a while since it really did work out for them, from what I remember. I feel like yeah. off the bye, every like whatever reasoning they have for doing this has not really worked. Um, but last year they were on on they were high on their own success heading into the bye with a just a just a miraculous weird ass win over the bill. Whereas this year, uh, I don't think anyone feels really great about the direction the team is headed in, even though they are coming off of a, uh, a win and a cover. Um, yeah, they lost to the Broncos the year before off the bye. Uh, they lost to the, Oh no, they beat the Eagles the year before that. So whatever, uh, nothing, no signal there. The, um, Detroit Leones up against, the New York Giants. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people thought Lions would be the seven and two team in this matchup, heading against the three and six Giants. But no, the roar has not been restored yet. Mm-hmm. Although they're building a little bit of momentum, two wins here now of late. Uh, the Giants, on the other hand, just find a way to win. Doesn't matter how bad they're playing. Doesn't matter uh, the quality of their opponent. These guys just get it done outside of the one, uh, you know, very hard-fought uh, loss to the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, and then of course the Monday night loss to Cooper Rush, which is explainable because Dallas is a truck. Um, Giants three-point favorites here have not been any support in the market for this Giants team, despite their success this season. Their market ranking has them 24th right now as a home three-point favorite to the 29th ranked Lions. Wow. Uh, will there ever be respect for the Giants? Do they deserve it, Andy? They do deserve some respect. I mean, they still – I would still love to see them do something at quarterback because, man, they, they're starting to put some pieces together. There's, you know, you, you've got a healthy wide receiver one now. I'm not sure he's a wide receiver one on a lot of teams, but he's your wide receiver one now. You have a definite stud at running back, and they're willing to use him. And it it doesn't feel like the hey, we have to give Saquon the ball because um, you know, the GM says so because he has to justify the pick. Now it feels like hey, we're we're using him in good situations in good run schemes with good run blocking against the, you know, defensive matchups where it works. And obviously last week was a big game for him. I think he's probably in for another big game. This is a, this is a bad defense. Like that's where I, I wonder yeah. why they're not getting yeah. any risk, why they're not getting um, respect in the market here. They're not, you know, they're probably not as good as their record indicates, but man, the lions probably aren't either. The Lions have been beat up. They traded away their stud tight end. They've really been hurt, um, especially you know on defense. They've had basically every good offensive player has been beat up at some point during this year. They fought through injuries, and they're just not all that good outside of their offensive line. And you know, Ron Swift are great, but it's not a it's not a complete team basically anywhere outside of uh, a really solid like we said, offensive line. So I, I'm curious why they're not getting a little respect here, but at the same time, I haven't been high on the Giants at all. And if you just, if you have any trust in the market at all, this is not like some one-off, like, man, why are the Giants so low this week? The Giants have been, this is where they've been at the market all year long. So I'm I'm fine with this number. I'm actually 
maybe even I'm maybe even a little higher on them than than the market, which is odd for me. I've been kind of low on the Giants, but and the, the, it feels like Giants are pass. And I, I mean, what's the case to not turn up at this? They should be able to hmm. run at will. This is a this is a this is a Lions defense that can be. I mean, just look what Fields did to him, man. I can only really give you reasons to bet the Giants. Yeah, it's it's Giants are pass, and I feel like I have enough plays on the card this week. There is a uh, <clears throat> there is a building momentum of kind of sentiment that the Lions are ultimately going to end up as the team that many thought they would be, which is like a nine and eight kind of eight and nine right <clears throat> they have a whiff of last year's dolphins to them you know they smell like uh like a like a like a stinky fish um that is to say start one and seven and then rip off seven straight wins and then all of a sudden you're like how in the world is this trash team in seven? oh wow they really turned it around um and you're not really sure how uh there is a little bit of that going on with the lines <clears throat> that's it uh Jared Goff outdoors at the Meadowlands. No, thanks. I know that the Giants have had some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, particularly uh, in the secondary, but they just, they patch it up. They, they are, they are overcoming some of their limitations with some of their scheme and it's Wink Martindale and he's aggressive. Um, And this game breaks one of two ways. The Giants pressure gets home. Jared Goff turns into an absolute turd on the field. Giants win easily or Pressure doesn't get home, and then this is going well over the total uh, because you know, there's enough talent offensively for both of these teams that these guys can get it to the high 40s. So which of those two happens, I can't tell you. Uh, I don't think they're correlated, so this was a pass. Yeah, this is a live betting a vanilla Vic going to run a little. I think you do see that. I, I think I think you see him have some success on the ground. I mean, if you're Dable and you saw what the Bears did, like, hey, this uh, homie here ain't homie here ain't Justin Fields, but he can run a little. Like I'm, I'm calling some, I'm calling some designed runs, and then it's not like they don't every week, but I'm calling a good, a good chunk of them. So hard pass on this one for now. Okay. Um, the LA Rams at the New Orleans Saints is a matchup of two teams who I think everybody who's been watching football for the last month is just like my lord. I want to bet against these clowns and they're playing each other. So this is not an easy one to make sense of shower fart game of the week. And, and honestly, one of the most surprising things is Matthew Stafford was announced in today. Like I, I would have bet good. Uh, you could have given me, I don't know what kind of odds that he didn't play this week. Like cup is out. You're three and six. You have a busted up elbow that you've been carrying for a year and a half. You're you just come out of the for the concussion protocol. Like, what? You got your Super Bowl ring. Why are you why are you coming to play this Saints game? I don't know. I was I was very surprised. And it's it's shown. You've seen some buyback. Saints got out to four. This has come down a little since, and it, it makes sense. Stafford is I don't know. This this was his this was his kind of identity in the lions. Like uh, he always, always plays. I always play. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I'll play. It was a surprise. Actually, he missed last week. Um, 
without Cup though, and buying this offensive, the offensive line had another injury. I don't know if you saw. Yeah, uh, but they are. Yeah, they are just down to the absolute, uh, you know, practice squad guys who got cut from other teams sort of level here. Um, yeah, no Cooper Cup. No thanks. Uh, this is going to be an awful one. Uh, the, the, the fact that the, the what, you remember yeah. we've talked about this, and it's funny because we'll get to eventually. There's a game in Mexico this week. You remember, like, how it wasn't that long ago where it's like, man, this total's like 55. That's still an over. This Rams offense is electric. The Rams were in an indoor game. The total is sub 40. How, oh, how long? How long? You're going back to, to you're going back to uh, definitely Sam Bradford era, probably for that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, Sam Bradford, that guy got paid. So yeah, I did. Um, um, not not a big interest here. I, I I don't know what Stafford in. No, still can't do it. I tried to look at this over. This Rams <laughs> offense is so bad. It's horrifically and, bad. And uh, yes. no cup. Cup is the only thing that was going good for them. God, there, there's um, a case to bet the Saints at home here. And well, what talk, do you talk to me out of the it. decision? Uh, Dennis Allen, the only person in the universe who thinks sticking with Andy Dalton is the correct decision. I, I guess the reports are still coming out that like Jameis is still injured. Okay. That's what they're saying, which uh, I don't know. Apparently that's okay. a thing. But uh, I don't know. If he's not injured, oof. Yeah. Oof, what are we doing here? Andy Dalton <laughs> has been progressively getting worse. Yeah, I think maybe uh, Aaron Donald puts him out of his misery in this game. I don't know. I haven't seen or heard from Aaron Dolan in a while. Um, let's keep moving to Chicago, Atlanta. Again, would have, would have thought this was a candidate for Shower Fart Game of the Week, but no. Uh, one of the more compelling games in the afternoon slate. Not the most, but compelling. Um, didn't play it. Wanted Bears. Uh, but the Bears don't exactly match up perfectly against the Falcons' weaknesses, so I passed. Falcons get a little bit of extra rest after coming off Thursday Night Football. Bears look like they're doing kind of the absolute dream scenario if you're a Bears fan. Like this is like a this is like a wet dream if you're a Bears fan. They are showing you competence at the quarterback position, entertaining football, but losing games, yeah. so that their draft capital is getting that much more likely to yield them a difference maker in the draft next year. And um, I don't expect that there is a kind of a, a, a Dolphins to a, a, a Hertz Eagles arc here where they invest all of their, you know, all of their resources to bring in free agents to put around them and they try to make a run next year. Um, but it's clear that Hertz is a good guy that you want to kind of have be the cornerstone of your franchise. And if the cupboard was not bare, when they took over, no pun intended, this would look a lot like the like the uh, Baltimore Ravens when Lamar Jackson had his MVP season. Like, if they had any support, <laughs> like this would look yeah. really, really good. And these guys would be contenders, and we would be like, "Who's going to win the North? Is it the Bears or the Vikings? Oh my God!" I know uh, it. It, it, it really way, it really adds some extra sting to the fact that the Bears decided to not go get any wide receivers, really. Like, oh, you got Nikhil Harry, fun. Like, that's not that's not a legit move. Like, the fact that they didn't they, – they drafted Vellis Jones or whatever. Like, you know, he's, not, he's a special teams player, guys. Like, the, the fact that they are doing this now 
adds to the sting that's like, man, you guys really should have added some pieces. That would have been fun. Like, what were you thinking? So, but yeah, long-term bears are fun. And I know the bears have been this over, over, over team, but I think it might end up here. Yeah. I think this is probably the spot where it ends. Yeah. It's going to be a shorter game. A lot of running in this game. Bears are going to yeah. get run on. So, Yeah. This is going to take some boom runs to get over. So, Fellas Jones didn't even dress last week. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, yeah, yeah, it is going to be Falcons, Falcons ball control kind of team, slower plotting, three different running backs, have all these receivers they don't throw to. And the Falcons have scored like 15 points the last two weeks. I just don't know that there's a scenario where um, they suddenly pop off again. Like if you want to get, if you want this over, you're, you're needing the Falcons probably to get to 24. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure they're capable of that right now. The offense is really taking some steps back and Terrell is practicing like this, this Falcons defense might have some pieces coming back. So I, I, yeah, I know, I know thanks to this one pretty quick. No, thanks to, <laughs> I like it. Um, all right, let's uh let's keep cruising down the card. Raiders right along. versus the Bronx. Um <clears throat> well we have a Raiders team that uh this is what was the I, I, how did uh, I, I a real quick point? The the first guy in the chat today, Matthew Link. Yeah, Khalil Herbert out could be sneaky. Oh, bad. that's a good it, point. I, I don't like him. As much as I used to, but he is the better of the two backs, I think, and it takes away your your ability to mix and match the run a little. So that, yeah, that might hurt the offense a touch. Um, I think my feelings about this game were summed up succinctly on Sunday's pod. These two teams can die a slow death, uh, and it is a sad state of affairs with both of these franchises right now. Uh, boy, oh boy, both really had aspirations of making a playoff run this year. We're talked about as dark horses to win the AFC West and are at three and six and two and seven. And the Broncos are there because their quarterback that they just gave a pile of money to and gave up a massive amount of draft capital to get uh, is effectively ruining the franchise from inside the house. Raiders similarly... Uh, are being torn down from the inside by the guy that they think is the long-term answer at coach. And, of course, they can't fire and move on from Josh McDaniels because Mark Davis doesn't have enough money. We all knew this. Yeah, and we, it we is, oh, my this for, God. Th- and this oh was, yeah, God. this was kind of our synopsis for, I'm not sure a coach gets fired until after the season. And apparently it might not even happen yet. For the, Raiders. the Raiders might have to, got out another year with them just because they don't have the liquid capital. Um, and honestly, Arizona might be in the same boat too. So it'd yeah. be funny if both yeah. of those guys retain their jobs. What's funny and what's amazing is that there were some moves this offseason that have turned out to be absolute slam dunk home runs. Giants hiring Dable and the Giants GM hiring, by the way, just just pivoting your franchise on the fly with that with that duo long long term long term success will be expected there uh similarly uh vikings brilliant hires <laughs> i'd be brilliant the gm and coach just absolute smash bears look like they figured it out at coach and gm 
Absolute yeah. smash. The Broncos and the Raiders made some decisions this offseason that are going to haunt them for years to come. I don't know that there's a fix for either of these teams in the next three seasons, this season and plus two more. Am I crazy? To be fair, I'm not super sold on Ryan Poles. I didn't, I didn't love the trade for, uh, I I didn't love what they gave him. I I think he has the right long-term view. I just think he might be bad at trading, which will be fun for, you know, the Patriots if they ever get their hands on him. Um, And yeah, we haven't talked about Kwesi much. Um, you know, because Minnesota had a pretty complete roster, honestly, you know, some holes in the secondary and they needed help with the pass rush. But so far, like what, what moves did Minnesota make? Um, Hawkinson turns is turning out to be good. We haven't seen a big enough sample of that to really grade it, but so far the, the one true move Minnesota made was the Zadarius Smith thing. Um, he's very good. He's been, he's been a huge boon to that pass rush. So yeah. And, and it is like you said, the opposite here we've seen, um, yeah. Hackett is a problem. McDaniels is not getting any buy-in from this team. The, the Adams trade was, I mean, that moved the needle for me. Mm-hmm. I was excited about it. I'm like, oh shit, that's a that's a big move, guy. And this team is two and seven, essentially out of the running for everything at this spot. And yeah, this is this is. Um, I played the under here just because I just <laughs> keep doing this. Like yeah. it's almost a bit. And at this point, I thought this would take some steam. And I, I guess the fact is, like, it's a bad raiders defense they think maybe the broncos offense gets going finally but i have i've not seen it and now judy is hurt there's every receiver is now hurt for the broncos they've lost you know they've had injuries at running back russell wilson has been injured doing lunges in the plane he's been ineffective they're scoring like 13 points a goddamn game and the defense is just elite like raiders to get shut out for the second time this month is uh is on the board here so i don't know i said if this is 41 or better i'm just gonna take it under and i did so it's dance with who brung you and expect more ugliness from this broncos team on both sides of the ball and ugly in a good way for this defense this defense is this is the biggest waste of an absolute historically elite. <laughs> like this isn't just good. They have been like historically good, especially in the red zone. It's wild. This poor, this poor defense has to just be so mad at Russell Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is. You swung and you missed at coach and quarterback. Wow. 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 Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, Dallas and Minnesota. I think, uh, I have bets on the next three games. I haven't, other than betting live on the uh, Panthers, I have zero action to this point on the pod. Um, Andy, what was my bet and what is my case? I don't know. I found an off-market 47 and bet the over in this one. Ooh, nice. I love that. Yeah, I just uh, Minnesota's offense has really been clicking. Not only just, you know, Jefferson's been great, but the addition of Hawkinson and Thielen, everyone's kind of chipped in on the offensive side. And mm-hmm. defense still not good. Like like yeah. I, said, I said, nice things about the pass rush. I think the Cowboys are going to be fine against that. And the secondary is still very beatable. Like, this should be 49. So, um, yeah, 
clues why this is so low. Cowboys indoors is just a better offensive product from them. They showed a, you know, they showed what they can do for most of the game against Green Bay. I trust this Cowboys offense to get me to what 24, 28. Yeah. Honestly, Cowboys very live to win. And this is this is one of those things too. And um, yeah, I don't know what magic happens at the end if uh you know the uh, a referee a, a ball bounces off the referee's head right into the arms of a Vikings defender at the end of this game for a mm-hmm. a game winning game winning <laughs> uh interception return. But um this is a nice spot for uh, if this total were a little lower and I didn't want the over so bad anyway. This is not not a bad spot for a Minnesota teaser. I think this is a close game. But did you bet the Cowboys? Yes, I did. Okay, and the case the case is is pretty straightforward here. Um, it, I think I'm willing to give the Cowboys quite a pass, really, for what happened last week. Um, I didn't love their just they they felt like they were trying some things out on defense, trying to mix it up a little bit, trying not to stay stale, you know, deploying uh, Micah Parsons in some different ways to try to kind of close up some issues that they had stopping the run. Um, I think they can go back to basics here and be as dynamic a defense against this Vikings team that still has Kirk Cousins making really bad decisions. Like the Vikings can only do one thing well, and that is put the ball in Justin Jefferson's orbit. Um, and I think, you know, with the ball hawks that they have in, this, in the secondary and with the offense for the Cowboys being on a, you know, a fast track here indoors, this is going to be Cowboys putting scoreboard pressure on the Vikings and the Vikings in comeback mode do not like it against this particular defense. We saw it in a lot of ways last year in this matchup, I thought, uh, the way that the Vikings match up offensively against this Cowboys defense. Um, it's just that I'm not, I'm not here for it. And uh, I think uh, Cowboys should be about two and a half point, three point favorites here. It's not a huge edge. None of my edges are huge at all. I was almost on market everywhere this week. Um, but uh, I think that there is a long tail to Cowboys winning this game with margin and having an emphatic bounce back. I think the Cowboys are solid. Yeah. The, the only fly in the ointment there would be, <clears throat> I mean, obviously, the fourth quarter that the Cowboys played, I guess. But the fact that Aaron Jones just kind of had his way and you have just as good of a run scheme and just as good of a running back in Delvin Cook, like Minnesota will be able to get what they want on the ground. Um, How I lose this over is the same way you lose your bet. Minnesota ends up with a, you know, whether it's luck, whether it's just, you know, a hot first half. If Minnesota with a lead feels like an under, uh, a second half under, they will be able to run. They will be able to get first downs with Delvin Cook on this on this a defense that hasn't been great against the run sometimes. So I, I worry about Minnesota with too big of a lead, and you know Dallas traveling again, another road game. But I, I'm I'm with you. I think Dallas's offense shows they indoors. Indoors. Indoors, it's fine. Yeah. yeah, no, that, that's that's a huge component to this. What if sure. my, I got a buddy that lives up in the cities, huge. And when I when I say the cities, I mean the Twin Cities. That's just what we call it here. Huge Cowboys fan. He lives ten minutes from the stadium. I wonder if he's going. In that case, I kind of hope they win because I, I don't think he's ever gone to a Cowboys win. Like he's flown to Dallas for playoff games. You know, and we all know how that's gone, guys. So for Brandon's sake. Let's hope Dallas gets this win because I don't I give a shit if the Vikings are good or not. It's fun, though. If you do get a chance, though, 
there have been some super cuts of the Vikings radio announcer. <laughs> and that, that, guy, that guy. That guy is Paul Allen. He is more of a Vikings fan than anyone has ever been a Vikings fan. He also, if you ever get a chance to go to the horse track up here, he does all of the horse calling. He does all the races. He's, yeah. a, he's a great announcer. So this is well, gonna, this is gonna be this is gonna be a good game. Ca- just, Cowboys. My power number right now for the Cowboys is about four and a half. My power number for the Vikings is about one and a half. So I, I have a meaningful meaningful difference here. Uh, and the matchup, every matchup I look at favors Cowboys here. So this is one where I don't mind. I wish this were next week. Yeah, this should this would have been? They both do play. That is the only thing is both of these teams will play on Thanksgiving Day. It's exciting. It's very. What cool. are you doing? What are you doing for Thanksgiving, real quick, before we get to last game? <clears throat> I'll be on the island of Maui. La 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 la. Are we going to do any half times? Or are you going to be too busy Definitely. surfing? Uh, the time changes can be kind of funny. I was in Hawaii last year. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Oahu. Uh, it worked out. Uh, we'll definitely do the late ones if you're up for it. But uh, we'll we'll do at a minimum one. I have another idea too that I think What's you're going to like. Oh, you can tell me off air or you can tell me right now? Halftime of the Team USA games. We can just go live and bet against Team USA at halftime every game. We only get three shots at it, but it'll be fun, right? You know how long soccer halftimes are? <laughs> like we can really stretch our legs. I'm a, I am excited about that. They're they're legitimately kind of they're decent matchups. Yeah. On, on Thanksgiving Day. And then we have USA, oh my god, Harry Kane hat trick. I just that could be a beatdown. I know producer Dan doesn't want to hear this, but like and I'm not super keen on the England squad as a whole for the World Cup, but um Dude. I think that we pivot full on World Cup. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Might as well. Um, all right. Anyway, uh, Bengals are at the Steelers. I laid the points with the Bengals. Really? Yeah. I took the points with the Steelers. Oh, well, what, what about your whole theory of, oh, yeah, your theory was a little different, I guess. Uh, your theory of, I don't like to, I don't, I don't like, when a bad team lays points in the road. <clears throat> I don't like when a bad team is shorter than a touchdown to a good team, especially a week after they get a win. Uh, that, yeah. That's the only, the only problem is that the Steelers won last week, which is, it feels <laughs> like, it feels like a dumb problem to have. Sure. It's legitimately like, that's not a good team. That's not a good team. They played the saints are the saints are rough right now. And yeah, a lot of people were on them. A lot of smart people were on the on the Steelers straight up last week. They did get the win. That's the fly in the ointment. The the rub in the the rub in the I almost said the rub in the tug. I don't know how we're getting back to <laughs> how we're getting back to craft on this, but yeah, I did I did take a four and a half. Not none of it. I'm kind of like you this week. None of mine are super strong, um, super strong looks. But it's just divisional game. Okay. TJ Watt, Minkin Fitzpatrick is probably out, but now there's reports that he is superhuman healing from his appendectomy and may play. I don't think that's true. I don't know if I want him to play. I'm worried that that, like, stitches just can't heal that fast. Like, he's going to split open and, uh, like, his kidney's going to slip out or something. I'm really worried if he actually plays. So, um, and this is getting bet down. It is, it is going Steelers' direction in some places. Um, yeah, I, I laid four, uh, through three and a half. So, ooh, 
Well, yeah. I should have waited for three and a half, and then we could have had a four, a middle, a middle. Yeah, we could have landed on four. Uh, that would have been fun. Maybe bet yeah. it again. Uh, uh, you love, if you love it so much, why don't you marry it? <laughs> I don't love it at all. I just didn't have anything else yeah. to bet this week. Um, yeah, and no, I, I think you can. I think you can expect a less than impressive effort here from the Steelers, particularly going up against a arrested uh, Bengals defense, and just in general, two weeks to prepare for Kenny Pickett is exactly the two weeks that I think Lou and Ruma needed. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think, even without Jamar Chase, this is still there's still enough positives about this offense, and you know, I think. I, I'm just I'm I'm expecting and, and hopeful here that uh, uh, that Cincinnati uh, has some of the answers to the questions they couldn't answer in Week One. I think they will. Um, T.J. Watt does it may make a difference. Obviously, He's, he matters. Uh, in fact, that entire D line is healthy and they're all playing pretty well. Um, that that's not great. Uh, I just uh, I'm I'm interested here in kind of mostly fading the um, the Steelers offense. Is kind of where I'm at. Yeah, that's the problem. Like, if if I want this to be a win, this total has to come up underneath the. This has to come up underneath the total. Like, yeah. this can't be. This can't be some barn burner. I'm not getting that out of Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett playing with a playing from a deficit yeah. is not good for me. The, the yeah. I mean, just, Bengals get to Bengals gonna, get to 23. Are you covering? I I think probably half the time. Like okay. anything past that, it, it starts to diminish pretty quickly. But uh, Cincinnati has injuries still. We still are seeing injuries, secondary, offensive line, defensive line. It's it's a couple of banged up teams. So I took the dog. Okay, that'll be fun. I, and Patrick, way, I don't so. think I don't think the appendix weighs more than a couple ounces, but he <laughs> may be quicker without that excess organ. I don't know. I, I didn't see. I didn't see John Bobbitt. What if that's where he? What if, what if that's where he gets to <laughs> John Bobbitt. Uh, that is a callback. Boy, that is a callback. They are not going to know. He he also lost uh, an organ, but it uh, that that made slowed him down. Uh, I think. I don't think he was running especially fast after that. Um, all right. The um, cherry on the top of this pod is the one game of the week that kind of matters. I think. Right. I mean, there's some leverage in all these games. Obviously, Philly bouncing back, Minnesota holding off Dallas, Buffalo getting uh, back into the driver's seat in the AFC East. But this one's big because the Chiefs win this game. They are putting massive pressure on the rest of the AFC for the one seed, and they effectively lock up the AFC West, right? This is this 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 win for the Chiefs is the division. Do you agree? Not so sure about that, Chief. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can never do that. <laughs> I'm so bad at like internet shit. Um, yes, <laughs> at seven and two, seeing how the Bills have lost last week, somehow, somehow we lost that game. Um, this is, you know, they they still have the head to head, that uh, the the tiebreaker. So the Chiefs can't afford many slip ups. Boy, like, how do you bet this game right now? Like, how how do you bet this game currently at this moment with the uncertainty and basically like, hey, the Chargers either have, there's a chance the Chargers have all of their receivers back and this offense looks good, or there's a chance that Josh Palmer is your WR1 again. Like, there's a (laughs) wide breadth of how this offense could look at home where they have no home field advantage. It's going to be a sea of goddamn red. And it is it's been Chargers money. Yeah, there, I'm there part was, I'm part was, of that party. 
there was there was and if you got a seven makes sense like, yeah even with the uncertainty of both like i feel like you're banking on at least one of those receivers play yes one million percent correct yes we're getting one and if we get carry on williams if alan is that's gravy if yeah. you get two holy shit seven was a gift because again, it is a divisional game at home. I know you have basically zero home field advantage, but still, seven's an awful lot. This Charger team has taken some lumps for some of the performances over the last month. But if they get their wide receivers back, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I'm agreeing. Papa calls. I think Williams. Williams is almost as certainly playing. If Keenan mm-hmm. Allen plays, which I would never, ever, ever count on that. <laughs> like. Give me any game next year. I'll say, yeah, Keenan Allen's about 40%. So, Andy, explain to me this then. The market has come off of seven. It's down to five and a half. Yep. Big, 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 big old move. Um, I agree with it, obviously. I bet it. Um, <clears throat> total is stuck. 50. The fuck? Is well, there's, there a... there's separate markets. I th- yeah, but... Chargers coming down is because it's like, oh, this offense might go score an answer. All right, they're going to be a little fun, pump, a little punch here. Like, clearly, like that opens this up for a, an over game, but nobody's betting it. You get that? Uh, SoFi unders. Oh, okay. Wasn't that a thing that you were made up one time? It was a thing that lasted an entire season for the Rams, I think. Yeah, um, it was. So, oh and eight. Uh, to the under over a balance of entire season is we in the business like to call that an actionable trend, Andy. Um, it's not, uh, it wasn't, (laughs) but the, uh, uh, no, I would agree. Like the, the reasoning for the move is, Hey, they're going to get some wide receivers back. Maybe the offensive line didn't look as bad as we thought it might've last week. Like there was, it wasn't an abject disaster. And, you know, there's a case that this offense moves the ball, and yeah, the total should go up. So I guess you have a point there. A bit odd that we're not seeing a little more movement in that market. That leads me to my pitch for the secret pod play. The Chargers team total over twenty one and a half. I mean, is that what the? What, I bet stupider things. It would be like twenty two and a half. I have no idea what it is. Driver's seat. You said driver's seat, and I got that song in my head. You know, it's it's uh, sniffing the tears. It's in Boogie Nights. You know what song I'm talking about? Driver's seat. Driver's seat. I love that. I'm gonna watch Boogie Nights. I've Very said good. like a hundred movies that I'm gonna watch this week, and I'm not gonna watch any of them. I, I listened to the Boogie Nights uh, rewatchables recently. It was pretty fucking great. Turns out that wasn't actually his penis. What? I've been lied to all of these years. <laughs> God, we got we went heavy, heavy into the phallus um, late in this one. But um, do you have a team total on that? I, I just don't have it up right now. All right, I'm pulling it up. Here we go. 21 and a half yeah. over 105. I'm I'm in. Secret pod play. Yes. Let's do it. Jenny was sweet. Let's get touchdown strategies. I don't think they're winning that game with defense. It's uh God, how good was Philip Seymour Hoffman in that, too? He was amazing. That was one of his better performances Honestly, of all time. Um, Alfred Molina as crazy guy with a gun in a bathrobe. Um, 
yeah fuck i gotta rewatch that i forgot that was alfred molina Damn. alfred molina alfred molina's been in like everything boogie nights huh it's gonna be a boogie nights kind of a kind of a week i like it um we can do that for halloween next year you can be so roller just, girl just just watched <laughs> just watched all three indiana jones with my kid because he i don't know what he brought something up i'm like oh you should, you'd like these movies so we watched them all loves them Sure. Um, at the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he goes, you know, that he has the bag of sand. Mm-hmm. And he did, when he's in that temple, the guy yep. that, that fucks him over, throw me Alfred the idol. Molina. <laughs> Alfred Molina. Very yes. young Alfred Molina. That's right. That's right. Adios, amigo. And then um, he movie trap. Oh, fantastic. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get my Wizards cover, but you know who the best team in the NBA is? The goddamn Pacers. Man, those guys are amazing. They come oh, through yeah. for me every single time I bet them. Love the Pacers. Um, yeah, Patrick, I didn't make him watch Crystal Skull. I didn't want to get him taken away from like child protected. That movie's horrible. Awesome. There, I guess there is awesome. a fifth awesome. one coming out. There's one more. It better be better than that. Hopefully, it's to erase the memory of that one. Although, I thought that about every one of the Star Wars that they've made since the third, and it has never ever gotten better. So, the, the spin off ones have been better. Like, Rogue One was good. Rogue One was amazing. Although, yeah. my goodness, like, what's her name? Felicity Jones. Felicity Jones, sure. I would I would watch I watch her I watch her painting. You'd watch her in the salt mines of Bantha or whatever. Yeah, my just, goodness, she's yeah. she's just great. I think she was Ruth. She was Ruth Bader, Bader Ginsburg. And she's got range. Yeah, she got range. Um, stupid wizards. That's why we don't support this team. <sighs> All right, good deal, man. Good show. It's called it's called a pod. It's this hour like, twenty. For Andy. for a week, yeah. For a week that I yeah. didn't think I'd bet Stay much. Stay safe out on the roads with the storm. Take care of your health and well being. You got holidays coming up. Need you in tip top shape. And uh can you remind people what you bet in the uh, World Cup real quick? Because um, <laughs> I'm about to do this Calcutta. So I bet some Germany, which was just more of a number play because I think if you're going to bet a European team, that's about the only one I can really trust. It's not a big, big number. Um, Food Snob Frog, who's been in the chat, has been pretty. Argentina's going to be very expensive in the Calcutta. Food Snob Frog's been feeding us a few looks, some stuff that we definitely agree with. Um, I've fallen a little more in love with Iran to get out of the group, but I played some I played some props. I'd have to go back and look at it. We, but what, what's the name of the German kid? Um, younger guy, we bet him to be Jamal. Top. I can't remember uh, his last name. Musalala. I don't there, know. There, it sounds right. Yeah. yeah, I ran to qualify. I bet a, I bet a France first, Denmark second, um, out of that group to come through. I bet some Benzema golden ball. I bet some Vicinius Junior golden, golden not golden ball, golden boot. Golden boot is actually stats. You have to score. Golden yeah. ball is just a. Oh, we need to give an award to somebody who is a really good soccer player. They're just going to give that to Messi, and if if Argentina plays well and he plays well, so I uh, played. You know some what's Messi, funny? Messi Argentina, Argentina was priced at like five to one on Chris, yeah. and Messi for golden ball was ten six fifty or t- it was something insane, like something totally b- ridiculous. Like the disconnect there is ridiculous because if Argentina wins, like. He has what a ninety nine percent chance of being the guy that gets it, yeah. right? And if even if Argentina doesn't win, he has gotten it before when they didn't win. 
So that was a weird one. That one was that was a bad one. I got a lot of that in my pocket. Hopefully he doesn't get hurt. I parlayed, I, I parlayed Tony Finau with Georgia, the country, the state, not the country. Tony Finau then pulled out of the tournament, so I guess I just bet Georgia. <laughs> I'm rolling back through through bets now. That's uh, Senegal and Uruguay. I talked about this earlier. Senegal and Uruguay to make the quarterfinals at 400 and plus 240, respectively. I bet a five-team parlay of teams to not qualify, not make it out of the group stage. Saudi Arabia, Costa Rica, Qatar, Australia, and Ghana. That pays plus 120 for none of those teams to advance. And then apparently I still have some um, – a big goddamn price on the Democrats to take the house, which I don't think is happening. Just going back through my, through my bets here. I'll have some more. Um, anything I have Friday, probably on Brown bag, anything last minute I put in, I'll, I'll talk about. And definitely I'll have my first bet on the, the Sunday. It's like a Sunday night match to start the tournament. Nice. Um, all right, man. Well, I'm sorry. We didn't get to do a full deep dive pod, but there's better people out there that know more than we would just be regurgitating stuff that we heard from other smart people. So <laughs> I don't know how useful that would be because yeah. you're getting a third hand effectively at that point, And the market is already presumably reflecting directly those opinions. So uh, have fun though. Betting and watching the world cup. You going to bet every game? Not yeah, no pressure. I have to. <laughs> I've said it, for months I've said I'm going to. So Okay. All right. Well, let's wrap it here. Good job. Best of luck. And uh, we'll see you at uh, halftime of uh, Packers Titans. Titans. Yeah, I can't imagine a scenario in which Argentina wins the tournament and Messi does not win.